0: Hello and welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Wael Hattar and with me is uh, Hind Mizaina as per usual with a special guest this time, Faisal Hashmi. We're going to be talking about uh, Dubai Film Festival 2015 in general as an overall view from what we did uh, the past few weeks and then end it with an overall look at 2015's films that you can still watch or that might be coming up very, very soon on the cinemas we are around. Hello, everybody.
1: Hello. Yes. We're all kind of recovered from the film festival yep. after like marathon sessions or as much as marathon as we can since there weren't that many screenings this year. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, there was a good collection of films. I enjoyed a lot of them. But as you as you, as you said, yes, it was a lot uh, a lot less chance of viewing more films. I mean, usually you and I crack the 30 barrier of films. Yeah. But this year we struggled even including uh, watching more films inside the... Uh, At
1: the Cinetech. The, yeah, the Cinetech. Yes, yeah. I mean, I think I, I've, I watched, I think 2018 in total six of them were shorts, and usually like you said 30 yeah. and I mean there were days where you could only watch two films at the cinema which like for a film festival I think that's not acceptable.
2: <laughs> yeah exactly I mean I think they you know they have more con- concurrent screenings going on but like they should start from a little earlier you know and then then you can easily fit in three three of them yeah. at a time which I used to be able to do like a couple of years earlier but yeah exactly. it's getting and harder and harder now.
0: A lot of my friends took, took a week off for the film festival to watch it and the rest of them kind of booked earlier meetings so they can come <laughs> for the three o'clock yeah. shows but as you're saying I think Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesday didn't have anything. Yeah, it was only from six six o'clock.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I know they said like I think they reduced because numbers weren't enough. But I know I think there's enough. Everything was sold out. If (laughs) the three of us turn up, you know, shouldn't that be
2: enough? Yeah, (laughs) all that matters.
1: But yeah, so I think the number of films reduction was a bit annoying. I mean, the other kind of overall experience of the festival to me was, and I hate to go, you know, negative at this point, but it was just the phone users at the cinema. Like I found Hmm. it appalling this year. And it was, like, almost every screening, I felt like I was the old school teacher shouting at people. And, I mean, Faisal, you did a little promo for Vox Cinema that is screened before the regular screenings about not using phone, which was a great clip. And I'm like, why aren't they showing that clip before the screenings at Diff instead of, you know, these silly clips about what film made you cry where someone says Kung Fu Panda. You know, that promo that Diff did was not cool. But anyway, yeah, I mean.
2: Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I think they need to be a little more stringent with, like, seeing that people are not on their phone because you know a lot of these films are very, you know, are, are deliberately place, and they, they, like there's a lot of silence in them, and like a little bit of a phone phone sound can really ruin the whole experience. I mean,
1: even the light, so even if they're texting, like you, yeah. the phone light yeah. is so distracting. Absolutely. Like you know and and so if someone's sitting in front of you or next mm. to you or you know, if, even if it's many rows ahead, it's distracting. Yeah. And
0: yeah, that's a, that's a, a plus minus thing because as we as we noticed the this year is the first time they played in the new Vox cinemas in, in Mald Emirates yeah. and that has a. Amphitheater like the type stadium, of stadium, seating, stadium seating, type. seating. Yeah. So what happens there? You don't no longer get people's heads in front of you mm. unless yeah. you're very 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 short. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but what you what you do get is that kind of that upper view. So you see what they're eating. It, it and might be. Texting. I mean, and, and
1: we try to sit as front as possible. Like so most of the time, I was like in second or third row. But mm. there was still, you know, someone with you know the lighting up the phone yeah. and you know and a few times people would kind of think you know answer back rudely like we you know try to ask as politely as possible. Could you please you know turn off the phone or. Yeah. Do you yeah, and and be like, w- look at the screen. Like I had one guy answering me that way, and I'm like, wow. well, I'm trying to, but your freaking phone's distracting <laughs> me, you know. And it's just, I don't know. And I'm like, where's Vox in this? Where's Diff? And there needs yeah. to be more. Yeah, room. I
0: mean, to be fair, uh, to, at least towards the last couple of days of the film festival, the the presenters did yell at the audience, <laughs> really? but it was. It was more like, guys, we're all here to watch films in a film festival. You yeah. shouldn't be yelled at like by children. Kind of, yeah, like exactly. children to turn off do that
2: the my, of the I mean, day, my yeah.
1: worst is the translator who is with one of the moderators of diff. So before yeah. it started, you know, he presents it. And then he ends with, and, you know, in Arabic, please, you know, turn off your phone. So she translates that in Arabic, please turn off your phone. She sat in the same row as me. So I'm not, you know, I'm not hearing this from other people. She was two, a few seats away from me. She had her phone on most of the time. And I'm like, you've got to be joking. Like, you just... <laughs> (laughs) translate it to the audience do not use your phone and you're on your phone texting away you know and i don't think they they realize just because they're not talking they think it's okay it's like no it's your the light it's distracting people notice it so you know damn these smartphones this is when i hate smartphones but yeah i mean so i don't know so if vox or diff or anyone in charge listening please 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 do something about phone usage at the cinema it's just getting out of hand
2: yeah I remember Walk Cinemas uh, last month they did, did this thing uh, where they did a new interruption screening which just kind of to tie in with the, with the ad that I made like you can come and watch a free movie which was Ricky and the Flash at okay. that time everybody's going to be invited but if you touch your phone in the, at any point in the screening you're going to be kicked out wow. and that was a way where they signed oh, in and they did God the screening no, no. and it was I've, I've seen
0: that film it, it needs to be watched <laughs> with three screens <laughs> on the side Sorry, no, okay. sorry that was with that. With, but with yeah, that the but
2: <laughs> I watched that screening and it was <laughs> the only screening that I've been in where it was like I couldn't wow. see a single screen okay fair proper. enough Okay. Anybody who had to make a phone call, they just walked out of the hall ah, and came back in. So
1: we need so that so, that's, so a line like that needs to be said. I, mean, I think
2: so. I think they need to. I need to like kind of set their ground. Be like, yeah. if you're entering the cinema, this is the rule, and okay. then like many people are like, okay, I just need to take this a little more seriously. All
1: right. I think we Fair need enough. that. Then we yeah. need that. So at least film
2: festivals. Well,
1: yeah no, Well, actually, and in general, because um, yeah. fine, yeah. we have. I have the liberty of going early mornings and sit alone watch a film. Yeah. That's you know, but not everyone does. And a lot of people I know who like to go to the cinema don't because yeah. they go. It's an easy experience, mm. and sure. I'd rather watch it at home or download it illegally yes. or, or, or or watch
0: it legally. so many online things you can watch now
1: there are yeah. but I know mean, people still anyway alright well speaking of film let's go back to films. Mm-hmm. so again with the film festival this is one of the few festivals that promotes Arab films yeah. and Arab filmmakers and supports uh, films from this region what were your thoughts on quality of films this year compared to last year and I only asked because last year I thought was one of the weakest years of diff when it came to Arab films mm-hmm. and I was looking forward to some improvements this year
0: um, well, I think what happened is last year there were a lot more uh, golf-based films, which did bring the overall which lowered number. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the caliber. Um, this year they had they, they also said that they had a lot more films, and this year I was uh, I was quite excited. Mm. I even kind of watched a lot more Arabic films than I would. I think I watched about ten, um, but yes, there, n- n- none of them kind of broke my seven out of ten star mm. barrier. Mm. Uh, and half were even kind of unwatchable.
1: Mm, oh God. Uh, to be okay. fair,
0: yes. And the the ones that were decent were all uh, North African. So but anyway, we know we all know that their their films are the always in generally at, at a higher caliber. So it's it's just a shame that we we're getting so many Levantian films and, and films from the Gulf but but they're only appreciated because the people would support anything so blindly it's, it's
1: a pat on the back yes. rather than yes. uh, yeah
0: especially when it comes to war-torn countries like Syria or Palestine mm. or Iraq when they just you have to say you like it because people are dying somewhere around yeah. the world but they don't really consider whether the film itself is it's done produced well acted well lit well directed well
1: so what was your favorite and least favorite well,
0: um, I think from, uh, from the Arabic films yeah an Algerian film called Let Them Come, and then a Tunisian film as I opened my eyes, mm. and then I appreciated um, kind of here documentary films. I always liked uh, um, Hisham's Hisham's uh, film Your Dog wasn't his better ones, mm. but it was still decent to watch. And I liked the yellow underground documentary about mm. um, the music uh, mm. scene in around the uh, the uprising. So they're all, I and mean, we we use this word a lot, kind of. Uh, war adjacent to oh. situation, at oh, right. least instead of kind of going to the oh, woe is me, somebody's dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those were those were well done. Okay. Versus the terrible ones, and from those, uh, one pops into mind, which is Three Thousand Nights. This is a Palestinian film about a woman in pr- imprisoned wrongly during the eighties. But apart from that kind of crutch, there isn't anything good about it Uh, it's very cliched and tacky in in the way some of the shots were made it's so it's so it's I mean I said it earlier when we discussed it before but it's a really bad soapy TV film Wow! But everyone in the cinema with me was crying and clapping. Everyone asked "But, but no, but we loved it." I'm like, "Wow! Okay." <laughs> yeah. So I guess the the, the yeah. audience have a different yeah. I know taste.
1: here there seems to be you know we like it because oh you know because, because there's always are, a but or yeah. because it's an Arab film and not they're not looking at it just as you would compare a film mm. from Hollywood or yeah. uh, you know or, or Europe or wherever. Exactly. But, yeah. So, what did did you catch
2: any Arab films? Uh, yeah, I caught two Arab films this year, which is less than I than I watched last year. But mm. I wasn't so impressed with last year's yeah, turn. So so I was a, a lot more conservative this year. Uh, the two films that I caught was Zinzana and uh, The Idol. All right. So, uh, and I and I enjoyed both of them. Mm. I was, uh, I mean, Zinzana was something that's you know right up my wheelhouse—the mm. kind of genres that I like. So, and I was really excited to see it, and mm. it, it it met my expectations. Mm. I was happy with the way mm. it was done—a cool psychological mm. thriller. Uh, the Idol, also, I, I I really liked. I mean, I read reviews online, so mm. I knew it was going to be mm. good yeah. uh, as I was walking in. Mm. But yeah, I like just. Just like similar to what you said is like uh, you know it used the Palestine conflict as a as a backdrop to the story instead of making it the forefront of the thing and it was just about a guy who wants to achieve his dream yes. and you know so it was, it was an interesting story to watch made more interesting by the fact that the backdrop that there was around it so yeah those two were the good the, the Arabic films so i didn't really have a bad Arabic film yeah, that that's I watched, good. Uh, because I wanted them uh. <laughs> generally
0: and Hind, you experiment with some of the films right
1: well, I, I don't know if experiments the right word <laughs> but yeah I mean I called it Zinzana just because that's been kind of I think the most buzzed Arab film or you know the UAE film and this year uh, they said this, it had the most films uh, from the UAE in it
0: it's still playing anyway it's now in the cinema. exactly
1: like it, I mean it went in wide release pretty much uh, the same week mm. as uh, yeah. the screening at Diff, and so I liked it and you know the one Arab film that had nothing to do with politics and it's just like this psychological thriller very simple storyline set in one location with three main uh, characters and it was fun I mean nothing like wow it's mm. not It's not going to be in my top 10 but it is a d- decent film well made film for a first time uh, well he's not a first time filmmaker he's made shorts but it's his first feature, feature. so yeah. Majid Al-Ansari so he seems he's a capable filmmaker film director and I'm looking forward to his next film yes. he knows like, he looks like he knows what he's doing
0: It's funny how all of the films that were mentioned about in Arab cinema always include or have somehow to do with with war and and, and all that drama, which actually gets to the point of a comment that one of the other decent, I I don't know if I want to call it Arab film or not, Parisienne, Mm. by Daniel Arbi. She's a Lebanese um, director, and uh, and the main is a Lebanese uh, cast, or at least... Arabic um, speaking cast but for her she found it difficult getting funding because her film was about a girl living in France trying to move along Mm. so Europeans thought this isn't Arab enough mm-hmm. because I think and, and she said yeah there's no war there's no one being forced to get married there's none of those kind of checkbox of oh suffering women check yes. uh, war check yes. brown people check yeah. yes. so yeah. it had none of those but then the Arabs didn't support because oh but it's not showing sure anything about the Arab world about yeah. yeah. an Arab girl about kind
2: of a life, there yeah, that yeah. A yeah but that's race, it it's yeah. a coming of age yeah. of an
0: Arab girl yeah. dealing with her Arab things yeah. but yeah. in another situation and it could yeah.
1: be a story of any other nationality I mean I do wish actually kind of the whole nationality thing just becomes less and less but I think we're far from that, and because yeah. this festival positions itself as you know the film mm. festival to promote yeah. Arab films, and people walk in already with I think certain opinions of what an Arab film means, yeah. right? Yeah. And and uh, yes, yeah, so the expectation is always about war or you know disadvantaged mm. women yeah. <laughs> and and violence and yeah, I don't know, like uh, yeah. but it's great to see films like As I Open My Eyes or Parisian, yeah. which fine, is talking about society and limitations on females, but not character study. Uh, character study, yeah. Not done in the cliched, exactly. you know, expected way of kind of what one normally sees, you know, with TV soaps. I think this region is so used to TV mm. soaps, and yeah. they just expect to see that on the big screen.
0: About non-cliched, and it's a quick turnaround, Is those machines that they had in the cinema?
1: Yes. Oh, okay. The ticketing
0: machines. All right.
1: How about that? I mean,
0: uh, the good and the bad is because we always have problems with with the with the. Uh, with the kids or volunteering uh, god bless their so they're such good little kids <laughs> but they don't get all, all the information so sometimes <laughs> you don't know what you can cannot get but these machines you go in you punch in your, your time and you, uh, you put in your credit card or like us we have your well our, we had
1: industry yeah. so yeah and, I mean, yeah and you get it
0: out and it's, it's fantastic
1: yeah, yeah, except when
2: it got stuck <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I had a great experience with that. I mean, it was it was just, like, it was much quicker than dealing with with entire, uh, you know, uh, you know entire queues of people. Or, you know, sometimes the box office people just take too long to, to get you the stuff, especially if you're running late for a m- movie. So that's... And, uh, you know, I just was a- also able to get m- uh, more advanced tickets out of that than sometimes the box office people were, were letting me... Yeah, s- they didn't get all the info. <laughs> yeah. So so it was it was weird. So at the end of... Towards the end, it was the last few years, I just preferred just mm. working with the machine rather than just going to <laughs> the box office people, to be honest. But, but that's good.
1: But I mean, I did hear like, okay. From, I mean, we, again, we were industry and we were collecting tickets. It's not like the average ticket buyer, but I did hear a few other people. Oh, you know, it's been great and it's really well organized. So yeah. well, it's funny, just kind of like thinking from thing, our yeah. point of view and others. Mm. But yeah, I mean, no, I mean, uh, in, in,
0: in general, if you are going to, it always gets a little bit better as in terms days, of uh, getting tickets yeah. and, and uh, online buying yeah, and yeah. all of those. But uh, so that's organization, yes. But yeah. cinema viewing, that's up to the humans there, not necessarily the people organizing it.
1: Oh yeah, no, but I'm talking about their interaction getting the ah. tickets and oh, yeah. you know she said i was really organized so i you know so it was uh it was sweet but there was a bit of meddling because this year because there were e-tickets there was scanning and barcodes and some yeah. you know i think the first few days there was a bit of this machine isn't working give me the whole ticket yeah. like, yeah, no, i like no i want to keep the ticket i can <laughs> yeah. the tickets and so there would be like a few minutes of like anxiety yeah. at the entrance yeah. but no i mean look you know again uh everyone is trying their best and uh yeah we're just kind of yeah, Learning hoping they learn yeah. as mm. and get better. But then, fine, maybe let's now move on to actual films. After getting our tickets and go <laughs> <come> and watch films, <laughs> what was kind of the highlight and favorite films overall this year at the film festival?
2: Uh, I mean, for me... Uh, I watched about 20 movies uh, right. over the course of uh, all feature films good, so good. Um, the one that I really enjoyed the most I think at the end of the day was um, this movie called Victoria mm-hmm. it's a German film and uh, it's shot entirely in Dyleen, one long take mm-hmm. uh, it's a heist movie it takes place in like 25 different locations and uh, you know I first thought it was going to be one of those gimmicky movies where like the, that is the only interesting part of it but uh, you know while that was like obviously amazing to watch mm-hmm. but uh, you know e- even as a film I thought it was a really well done movie you know it had character development it had a very engaging plot even mm-hmm. though it's a two hour long mm-hmm. film Yeah. And it just felt like the director was actively trying to break the you know the the convention. Like he could easily have made a two-location movie mm. and technically been a one one take movie. But he just tried to like outdo himself. Like I'm gonna have 15, 20 different locations. I'm gonna have a shootout in the middle of it. I'm just gonna have a. So he's like. So I, I liked how like brave the movie yeah. was. And at the end of the day, it was a really successful yeah. film for me. So I think that was a, ha- a highlight. I enjoyed Room um, uh, a lot. I thought that was a very well-made movie. Uh, so I think <laughs> yeah. I think I think those two films were I think the, the highlight for me. Uh, yeah, I film, mean
0: working what? in. Film yourself. You know that it's like everything. All right, we're gonna start filming. Everyone has to pee pee now or yeah.
2: forever. Yeah. Hold,
0: yeah. hold, hold it. Now run, run with all the cameras and yeah. all the equipment. Yep. Run and follow everybody.
2: But do
1: you know how many tries, like uh, rehearsal-wise, I yeah. didn't have a chance. to
2: I did. Read. I did, I did uh, research on that, and apparently they did it in three takes. Okay. And uh, they used the final take. All right. So yeah. they wait. shot, I think, once a uh, yeah. once a week, or like right. I think it's for the four days right. gap, and then the third one I was like, okay, this everybody's confident, everybody's on the yeah. same page, and they use that. All I thought, right. I thought it was really cool, and I was looking for like hidden cuts or something the whole film, and he actively made it in a way like it's handheld and it's made in a way that you can't fo- uh, you know, follow the movie yeah. for like cheating you or something yeah. like that.
1: No, it was great and I liked like it had these quiet moments I quite liked the music as well and yeah, yeah I mean it was it was quite a, an enjoyable like an enthralling experience yeah. watching that film kind of Definitely. following these yeah. characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then do
0: we know your top give us a quick uh, one-liner of them.
1: My quick top my top two like the five-star films for me were yeah. The Assassin and mm. Mustang so The Assassin by Sa- oh, how... I'm sorry. I never know how to pronounce his name. This is so embarrassing. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. But Taiwanese filmmaker. I've, uh, I got introduced to his films a few months ago. I watched some of his older films, fell in love with them. And this is his latest, which won Best Director at Cannes. And it's a very dense film. A lot of people who watched it, were lost they weren't sure what was going on yes lots of characters there's lots of backstories yeah. I think to each character yeah. but I just love you know kind of losing myself when I'm watching his films it's an like, A they look beautiful something about the color and texture yeah. and pace and I loved it I watched it twice at the festival because I know I wasn't going to have another chance to see it again on the big screen which is like really huge for me uh, Mustang was a, uh, another top favorite of mine this year so, first full feature by uh, Turkish-French filmmaker Denise Gamze I Again, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly.
0: My top two were uh, Embrace the Serpent, Colombian film, as well as Land of Mine, uh, Danish film. So, let's now, I guess, give an overall look of 2015's films. Um... Do you want to start with us, Faisal?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I had a lot of uh, really cool movies that I watched this year, and I'm, you know, uh, most of them ended up being genre films. So stuff like uh, Cop Car Mm -hmm. and you know uh, The Gift. Yeah, the uh, cop car is
0: definitely something. I remember Hend and I found on when you tweeted about it, yes. and we managed to run that same day and, and, and catch it in the, yeah, in the it window. Yeah, it had. was
1: a double feature for me. <laughs> like I ha- I'm so grateful, Faisal, for you tweeting uh, these two films because if you hadn't, I wouldn't have known about these it's two films. It's good
2: friends. to know somebody reads them. Yes, no, yeah. they're like they're
1: huge favorites of mine. The gift and the cop, and cop car, like uh, they're yeah up there for me for this year.
2: Yeah, so I think, I mean, those, uh, those are the kind of films that I enjoyed the most in the year, you know, just really cool elevated thrillers who, you know, where they just kind of went above and beyond. And instead of just making, you know, a, a, a little genre film with just like the usual stuff, they kind of elevated it to like yeah. better character development, better storyline. And uh, yeah, overall, I enjoyed those kind of films uh, the, the most. Oh, brilliant. I mean,
0: uh, if I'm going to talk about films that we also caught in the cinema here, aside from Cop Car, I was surprised to get The Lobster uh yeah. that was a fantastic film to catch off yeah. film festival probably the greatest a, movie
2: i've seen the whole year yeah it was in, in,
0: in a general dubai sense, yeah. uh, yeah. that was that was as great uh, great to catch and then funny enough i caught amy the documentary on emirates airlines and i watched it also twice or three times cried and cried beautiful beautifully done um, done documentary that was that was great um Um, and and then from the two new ones I have the the sci-fi I have a love for sci-fi so I watched Ex Machina and Mad Max and they were beautifully done I mean as, as films go these are great films Absolutely. And irrelevant of their sci-fi or not they're yeah. just wonderfully yeah. plotted and, and uh, created and, and shot films
2: yeah especially something like Mad Max which could have been just a junkie movie yeah exactly movie, it could have it been like just, everything else yeah exactly and it just was like one of the best ones of the year yes. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets like an Oscar nomination because it already has a Golden Globe nomination now and, okay. it, and I, was, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets nominated as Best Picture because I truly think it's one of the at least a in, in my top ten, for sure. Yeah. You know, as, as and, and actually,
0: talking about the Oscars, a lot of the films that we saw in the past film festival yeah. are kind of coming out now and being mentioned. So I know uh, Deeb, the Jordanian film, which is on Abu Dhabi Film Festival, Absolutely. was up there for the film festival. But another one that's making the rounds is a German film Phoenix, yeah. which if you missed it, uh, by film festival, I think you can catch it now in, film in, in cinemas worldwide. So that's something definitely to catch. And to end on that, hint, give us your little list. We know we have it online on theculturist.com. Usually post your monthly films and you're yeah. going to give us an annual one yeah. but give us a heads up to what you're going to be posting there. I don't I'm still working
1: on mine till now. I am I mean, I'm trying to catch yeah. a few and like this year I might even do a, you know, top films, uh, old films that I saw, you know, I hadn't never seen before. But with new ones like the ones that come to mind are films like uh, what well, Carol, mm-hmm. Son of Saul, uh, Heart to Be a God. Oh my God, Heart to Be a God. is <laughs> an amazing film. I I missed it on the big screen. I plugged it to the biggest TV screen I could get my hand on here. It's Uh, It's a crazy film. It's based on a late 60s Russian sci-fi novel. And it's set on another planet. It's meant to be sci-fi. It's sci-fi, but it's set in the middle, like it's the middle age period. The film is in black and white and you're thrown in a world of excrement and, and violence and, and it's filthy and, and it's So not monthly, for the faint of heart. <laughs> not for the faint of heart. And I'm, and I'm thinking if this was in colour, I don't know how one would have coped. It's a crazy, crazy film. It's a visual experience. Okay. Um, someone described it as monumental. It truly is. Like, I don't use this word, you know, uh, lightly for films and a lot of people said it's immersive I mean the camera movement is just so close and in your face and I felt actually it was more of an invasive film like there's just sometimes we feel like the hand is you know touching someone's head but it's like almost coming and touching you and some of the characters throughout the film are looking at you like you know breaking the fourth wall they say Mm. and it's a crazy crazy film one I want to see again it's heavy and I think it's up there like in the top five or top three possibly number one Uh, Carol just one of the most beautifully very Thank you sumptuous looking film about love and everything about it just from the acting a lot of it through the eyes like there's just something so poetic about it it's one of Todd Haynes you know my favorite films just beautifully told you know costume music acting tone it's just a beautiful film to see on the big screen I tried
0: watching that in in London Film Festival but it was like sold 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 sold, I mean I
1: have no idea if it's gonna if it comes wide release in Dubai I mean they will definitely cut bits here and uh, I don't know like if you have a chance to see it anywhere, anywhere else Else, just please do watch it. It's it's a beautiful film. But yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm kind of still trying to wrap up my my list. But yeah, I think I'll only finalize it by, by the 31st. I'm still trying to catch a few more films. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's been a good year of films.
0: know it has been. It has been.
1: And I've like to me anyway. Also, Discovery of Philosophy, Old Films, which was. Uh, was super fun so I think I'll be making two lists like films you know old films that I discovered and and new films but yeah I mean I guess on that note here's two more films (laughs) in the new year and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what new releases are coming up in Jan. I guess The Revenant is probably the next big one. Yes, yes right? Revenant
2: and uh, Hateful Eight. Actually, right. I think it's around the same time.
1: All right, good. Uh, is Hateful Eight scheduled for UAE? Uh,
2: yeah, it's on Jan uh, 14th.
1: Oh wow, yeah. okay. Because I only saw them announcing Revenant. Oh, fantastic!
2: Yeah, fixes, oh, uh, I uh, doubt
1: we're going to get Revenant on 70 millimeter though. Right? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, just to note, like the last 70 millimeter film screened in Dubai was at Diff, and it was The Master. Um, and I was happy oh. to have had a chance to have seen it, even though the film burnt at the end, like so towards the end credit, like it. Oh, <laughs> okay,
0: well, <laughs> I guess that's why it was the last. <laughs> one. I know. I'm wondering
1: if that was <laughs> the reason. But yeah, I've been hearing great things about the the tour of the 70 mm screening of Hateful Eight in the U.S. You know, and proper old school, like with intermission, and mm. and I'm like, oh wow, yeah, It's this not gonna? Be experience, yeah. Is that not gonna make its way here? I doubt it. But yeah, I guess those are the two big films to look forward to. But I'm hoping to discover lots of small films as well.
0: And uh, so we want to thank Faisal Hashmi. We can find him on Twitter at at Faisal Hashmi. Uh, And uh,
1: we'll see you guys for our next episode. Goodbye.
2: Bye. Bye.